Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is January 15th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well. Um, for me, it's a lazy Sunday. We're chilling. It's nice. It's cozy. A little cold, you know, but hey, it's winter. I can accept these terms. I abide. Um, things have been good. Overall, the weekend's been moving along. I'm trying to think. I did eat some food i'm just trying to think was it any good what was my review oh yeah yeah this is a meal i kind of pushed down okay so i was feeling a little i don't know weird i just wanted to eat some random things um and i wound up getting two waffle house waffles two biscuits from waffle house and then i also went to mcdonald's and got two mcchickens and a large fry and a sweet tea. Um, and I put them all together. And the meal was just, it was too, it was too much bread, I think. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't work out too well. I didn't get the hottest fries either. So that was kind of a bummer. McChickens are McChickens. You know how that is. Like, I, I will get a nostalgic taste for them. But at the end of the day, it's definitely what I would call, like, cafeteria chicken or cafeteria food. Like, that chicken sandwich, like, that my chicken from there. And then also, I remember Rally's or Checkers um, chicken sandwich is always very much like cafeteria chicken to me. Um, so, I mean, hey, it was a meal to forget. But, you know, a meal we're going to talk about here. Um, let's see. Not too much else to report here. So, um, we can go ahead and just get into it. Um, from the Guardian, teacher and cousin of Black Lives Matter founder tased to death by LAPD. So this is a sad story that um, came up over the week. Um, let's see, the uh, cousin of Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Kohler's was killed by Los Angeles police after he got in a traffic accident and officers showed up um, and officers who showed up repeatedly tased and restrained him in the middle of the street, according to body camera footage and his family's account. Now, essentially how this kind of breaks down is um, Keenan Anderson, um, who was 31 years old, he gets into, you know, a traffic accident he, you know, I believe your calls, flags down police. They come and immediately, you know, more or less treat him like a suspect instead of someone who is like going through a traffic accident. Um, they have him, you know, I think like sitting or up against the wall or something like that. And um, at some point he says, hey, make sure you have me on camera, like, you know, talking about his body camera, um, you know, if you're going to be putting things on me. Now, I don't know exactly what they're putting on him, but then the situation escalates. He winds up trying to flee and then winds up being restrained. And in the process of being restrained, he has like an officer, you know, with a um, shoulder or an elbow on his neck. Elbow, yeah. And he also winds up getting tased at least 10 times. Now, in a statement from, like, the chief of police or whatever, they say, yeah, he might have been tased 10 times, but it wasn't, quote-unquote, effective each time, meaning that, like, maybe they had tried or attempted and, 
you know, therefore it might not have been as many times as it, as it says it is, which is like, that's already bullshit. I already don't, that, that's suspect to me already. Um, also, you know, from the chief, they try to like paint it as like, well, this wasn't a killing. He died in custody. He also had cannabis and cocaine in his system. And they really just do this thing as time and time again, where they try to reflect and put it on the literal victim and away from the people who did the violence. At the end of the day, this is violence for something that had no need for violence. Like, and I know that there's going to be people on the other side of this fucking conversation who goes, well, he shouldn't have been doing drugs and he shouldn't have ran away from the cops. You're supposed to obey, blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, fucking K, dude. That does not turn these cops into 007. It doesn't mean they get to RoboCop you. Like, I, I will never understand that argument, that logic. It is always made by people who will never, ever be in these situations because even if they are, most likely the color of their skin is going to make it so that it's just going to be a textbook normal fucking thing um it is very frustrating um to cover these stories and hear this shit time and time again um i think this is a a different um a little bit different in the situation where you know anderson being the cousin of coolers it it adds another layer to the conversation you know this being Someone who is an activist who, you know, has been on the streets and really started the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, it also adds another layer in the conversation because I know people um, who are like, oh, Black Lives Matter is collectivist and da 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 and, and I, I get it. I also know I've covered stories where we've talked about fraud and, and bullshit that has gone on at the upper echelons of the BLM movement. But I definitely think, and this is a bit of an aside... Um, when it comes to that, you should always look at the people on the ground because more times than not, the people at the grassroots of these movements, people who are doing the organizing, the people who are out in the streets doing protesting, talking about issues, they are still very worth the time. They are still very worth the effort. And they will tell you, don't donate to those fucking BLM things. At the end of the day, you do not know where your money is going. When it comes to a nonprofit, it's hard to trust that shit, man. I remember... When it came to Red Cross, I lost faith in that shit after um, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, I, I just remember there was shit that wound up going down. And, and at the end of the day, it's like, okay, can the people who are at the upper echelons of that organization, can they go on vacation and go on ski and shit like that the same year that, you know, people are, you know, drowning in their own home? Like, yeah, sure. But it's just a really fucking bad look and it doesn't, it doesn't feel okay. And I mean, granted, these are all alleged things that I'm stringing together, but these are the things that happen with nonprofits. At the end of the day, people are reaping the benefits of this organization and they don't use it in the most wholesome ways. They do not pay it forward. They think for themselves. And I think it's even worse when you look at some of the, the things that we've seen from the, the BLM movement in terms of the bad shit. But at the end of the day, there's still good things going on in this movement. And I think that that's the most important thing. But all that is not important to what's going on here with Anderson and literally these cops who are supposed to be protecting and serving and instead say, no, I need to make justice happen right now. This man, he ran away from me and I'm going to make sure he never fucking does that again. At the end of the day, that is what the actions show here. Like it's hard for me to see and feel anything else. Um, so, I mean, this, this hasn't made a ton of 
big news. It was something I definitely had to go look up. It didn't necessarily fall into my lap. But I, you know, saw it on, like, you know, Twitter, and I wound up looking it up, found it's in The Guardian, so I definitely wanted to cover it here, at least get some toehold in on it. Um, let's see here. I don't know if there's too much else I wanted to cover on it. Um, I mean, they do go into his background. I, honestly, though, there's been so many of these. I, like, I shouldn't have to tell you that this man was a good guy, that this guy was a, a teacher, he, you know, was helping, you know, the youth learn, grow. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you all the good things. And just like it shouldn't be about people trying to find the bad things that this guy did. At the end of the day, he's a human fucking being. And he deserves to be treated like that. Especially by the people who are going to say it yet again, are supposed to be protecting and serving us. Um, so, yeah. Wanted to start that off with that. Uh, moving on. From CNN, husband of missing Massachusetts mother was described as a sociopath in battle over father's will. Um, I'm going to take a little break here real quick, real quick. Right before I frashed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, this story um, has been trickling through my feed. I didn't notice it at first. It seemed like, I'm like, okay, why do I care about a husband and wife in Massachusetts? What's going on here? And then immediately, once I read like a little bit, I'm like, oh, this is big true crime. Um, and don't get me wrong. It, this is a sad situation. It's a sad story. Um, what it looks like um, is the story of the Walshes, Brian and Ann Walsh. Um, it does look like this man, and obviously we're throwing some, we're slapping on, uh, allegedly here, you know, um, time's going to tell, we're going to definitely see some court trial stuff going on here, but, um, this Brian Walsh guy, not a good guy, and I know I shouldn't be ableist, I know it's bad, it's, it's, it's uncouth, untoward, but man, I, I, I got one photo for the thumbnail, but please, I implore you to look up Brian Walsh. This man has a haircut of a high L from Elder, um, Elder Scrolls, uh, Oblivion. It's insane. Like, this man looks like a bad NPC. I'm sorry. I just gotta say it. Uh, he looks up to no good. And according to friends and family, it doesn't seem like he was up to any good. I mean, literally from the title, they describe him as a sociopath, which is just not, that's not good colorful language. If for, for You don't want that in your bio. You don't want the people around you to be like, he's a bit of a sociopath. Um, but yeah, they start the article off um, on CNN and they, they talk about his father a lot, which I was kind of like, man, why is it I have to go through half this article just to even hear about what is going on between him and his wife? And it, it goes to set up, though, the character of Brian Walsh, which I think is very important. Um, and also it interweaves into this timeline, which is also important. Um, but essentially when his father, his father was Dr. Thomas Walsh. Um, he headed a neurology, neurovision, neuro neurology division at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston for over a decade. He died in 2018 in India, according to documents, um, filed in Plymouth Probate and Family Court in Massachusetts. Um, now, at the end of the day, when he died, he didn't leave anything to Brian. 
Like, there's not many family. I think it was like one of two people. And he said, no, Brian's not getting anything. And the reason Brian didn't get shit was apparently they already had a very tumultuous relationship where I think Brian had manipulated and like scheme scammed money out of his father. And so it just left bad blood. And um, let's see, there's a quote. It's nice and super simple. Um, he pleaded not guilty. Um, there he is. Sorry, I had to find this quote. In a will drafted in 2016, Dr. Walsh, which is Brian Walsh's father, noted that he was not in contact with Brian, to whom he bequeathed only his best wishes and nothing else from his estate, which to me is peak salt father behavior that is i died and i leave you nothing i wish you the best but fuck off see you in hell son um that was a vibe there and i'm like damn like it, I, i'm glad my father did not do the, do me like that because that would have put me on a vendetta i don't know um let's see here um and then there's other people who describe him and not so colorful lights as well. Um, like, I'm trying to think here. Da, 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 da. Gosh, there's actually a lot to unpack with this guy. Um, there's a story. Yeah, Brian stole money from Tom, which once again, his dad, and swindled him out of almost $1 million. Um, da, 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 da. He wrote. The father-son estrangement was due to Brian being a sociopath. And this is according to Dr. Pastore. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, what other stuff do I want to add here? Sorry, I'm getting a little scattershot here. Probably should not have <laughs> not have taken my break. Um, oh, yeah, there's a story of him selling fake Andy Warhol pieces in 2018. Like, my man was doing it all. Um, he did write that he was trying to, like, turn a little leaf. But um, the whole Andy Warhol thing is important because, like, he's already on, like, a sort of probation. Um, but let's see. He says, I have created a contract for myself. I am an honest, courageous, loving leader. <laughs> okay. I repeat this contract to myself on a daily basis, he wrote. Because of that support and training, I am unwavering in my I'm unwavering in always being true to my word and responsible for all actions, direct and indirect. Okay, blah blah blah. Um in addition, Ann Walsh wrote in a letter to the court she was grateful her husband was able to remain at home as the case weaved through federal courts. It's all she was being supported the whole way. Um Let's see. But there was a search for Ann Walsh that started on January 4th. Now, Brian says he was, like, concerned and started, um, I can't remember, like, it, no, I don't think he even said he was concerned. I think she said he, he says that she was going on a trip of some sort, like a business trip. And, um, then he also says that he went to go run errands at a Whole Foods and CVS in uh, Swampscott later that day. Um, 
this was, I think, the, the morning of January 1st. Um, but investigators allege that those trips did not occur, um, citing their review of video from the stores, the after David said. Um, also, they have, um, like, a bit of coverage on him because of the whole house arrest thing and probation thing, as I mentioned earlier. Um, he made several unapproved trips this week, um, like the week of his wife's appearance, uh, according to the affidavit, including to a Home Depot where he was seen on surveillance video wearing a surgical mask, surgical gloves, and making a cash purses. Um, in court Monday, prosecutors allege he spent $450 on cleaning supplies, including mops, a bucket, and tarps. Um, which is very fucking suspicious. Um, oh, and here, here's more. These various statements caused a delay in the investigation. Um, during the time frame when he didn't report his wife, which is another thing, other people had to report that. Like, at the end of the day, like, he has a story like, oh, yeah, she was on a business trip. But he didn't report that she was missing, and that was the reason why he said that. It was like, oh, yeah, like, I just thought she was gone, you know, doing work. Um, he gave various statements that allowed him time to clean up evidence or dispose of evidence. Um, I think he also did a Google search too of like how to dispose of body. I might have lost that in the weeds here, but my dude is a whole ass mess. And I think people always forget that like, we are living in a very, very modern age. Like you're not going to fucking get away with it. And then also, plus, never hire a hitman. The hitman's always a fucking fed. Um, like, come on. It's so fucking bad. Um, it's it's definitely sad, you know, obviously, to, you know, know at the, you know, the end of this, someone got murdered. Um, but, I mean, it, it also, and I, I kind of got a little bit, you know, weeded here. But this man also has a little bit of a history of violence, not necessarily towards his wife. But um, I believe during a trip, too, um, he was, like, either one of his friends or it was reported for this from the incident that um, he was, um, like, at an airport and essentially they were stopping him and he, you know, freaks out. He gets mad and in the process he pulls one of the stanchions and tries to literally swing on, you know, one of the staff, like, or security, whatever. And it's like, dude, what the hell? How, how did you think you were going to go away with this shit? Um, so, I mean, this dude has definitely been cruising for some bruisings. Um, it's a shame that his wife, who was supportive of him, is seemingly caught up in it. Um, or got caught up in it. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you posted here. Hopefully I kind of unweave this a little bit better maybe the next bite we take out of this um let's see here from the insider home depot will scrap controversial timesheet rounding and pay uh and pay hourly workers to the nearest minute uh let's see this is a home depot story um now it's really not much to it other than the title it kind of says it all there um Let's see, beginning on January 16th, Home Depot will pay employees to the nearest minute based off of when they clock in and out. Um, Like many retailers, the company has rounded the total time of a shift up or down to the nearest 15 minutes to determine how much um, to pay employees. 
But um, several employees filed lawsuits in recent years. And, um, you know, over the process, um, things have changed. So that's really cool. Um, I mean, at least I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's some people like, well, hey, if you're getting rounded up, then it's worth it, right? And at the end of the day, there's nothing illegal about this. And it's like, that's very true. But to me, I know that throughout working, you know, no matter what job you're at, I feel like a lot of retail, whatever, the idea of like time theft is such a fucking thing. Like, hey, don't steal company time. Like, that's blah, blah, blah. That's really bad. And it's like, <clears throat> if there's ever a time where I worked, you know, 14 minutes to a thing or past a thing, whatever, and I'm not getting my money, my time for that, then that's time theft. Like, why aren't we talking about that? Like, to me, I feel like this is very important to just pay me what I worked. Like, exact pay makes the most sense. But, you know, I'm saying all this and, um, you know, shit, I wasn't even 100% sure what I was um, in terms of uh, my pay. So I'm not saying, like, if I found out that I was getting a 15-minute situation like this that I'd quit my job. But I am saying what I prefer is exact pay. So I'm happy to see that people, you know, were able to fight for the right and get it. Um, we love to see it. Also, another reason I, I covered this is because the owner of Home Depot, I don't know his name off the top, but at one point he was quoted as saying, um, nobody wants to work anymore because of socialism and woke people who have taken over the world. And I'm like, bro, shove it up your fucking asshole. Um, and then just to know that this motherfucker is over here, like, skimming time off of people, potentially. I'm like, bro, that's why nobody wants to work anymore. You're the reason why nobody wants to fucking work anymore. Pay people. Just pay people what they're fucking worth, why don't you? <sighs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the insider has all the details here. We can kind of skim through it, whatever. I, we'll call that one done. We'll move along. I just wanted to get that there. Um, let's see. This one is a bit of a meme that took place over the week, and I, I wanted to cover it. I'm a sucker for, for real news that trickles into my my social media news, and, like, I don't know, just gets posted everywhere. So, <coughs> excuse me. From NBC News, five officers fired as sex scandal Royals Tennessee Police Department. An investigation found the officers participated in Girls Gone Wild type parties, heavy drinking, and having sex while on duty. Three others were suspended without pay. So, um, in other fuck the police news, um, let's see, this, this story is kind of centered around um, the officer Megan Hall. Um, let's see, she became an officer in August of 2021 and let's see there are other officers who are involved let's see we'll talk about the ones who are sacked first sergeant uh lewis powell sergeant henry ty mcgowan detective seneca shields and officer juan lugo perez and then also larry holiday patrick mcgowan Ooh, ooh, this is a hard one. Maggie Locchio, um, Maggie Locchio, sorry, and Gavin Shoulbarrel, um, have been suspended. So, 
essentially this has kind of been a situation that took place and, you know, came to light uh, this week. I, I don't know. I just remember seeing feeds of Hall and, you know, people were, you know, obviously doing the thing. They were, you know, teasing and joking and da-da-da-da. They were lighting it up. And I was like, what is this about? So, you know, I, I wind up, you know, piecing little bits together in the comments, trying to figure it out. And then I finally find the news on it. But um, she was involved sexually with these men um, on duty and then also off duty. Um, there are some situations that take place, um, you know, while they're in office, you know, some kind of a little bit of sex acts, if you will. Um, and then there's some other things that take place on a houseboat, um, that another officer owned. Um, but Stats, who was the owner of the houseboat and the hot tub, um, and this took place on last Memorial Day. But essentially, some vodka was involved. Hall loses her top, and um, vodka gets poured down her throat. So I mean, that's a that's a bit spicy. Um, I mean, all this stuff. At the end of the day, hey, people want to be sexy and 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 suck and fuck. Hey, we support that here. That this isn't a shaming thing for that part. I I think the biggest issue is that these are cops and that it happens on duty. Um, and also too, you know, some of these people are married, yada, yada, yada. You can get into the morals or whatever on that. <clears throat> That's not really what I care to debate. Um, it, it, once again, it just doesn't matter. Really. The only bad part here is that you guys are cops and you were doing it on the job. You, you just, the, you could wait. It can wait. Um, <clears throat> also, there's some erratic behavior, too, <clears throat> from Hall. Um, she um, has a moment where she, like, unloads her gun and um, puts the gun to her head and pulls the trigger because she says she wants to hear the sound. And it's like, why are you doing that? One, period. And then, two, knowingly doing that in front of people, like... That's not okay. That's not a that's a red flag, if you will. Um Yeah, um there's also another thing that's bad about this too is that when the investigations came up, they tried to like lie. They tried to get ahead of it and say, "Oh no, we weren't doing that." Da, 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 da. Because at the end of the day too, no matter what job you have, it is a okay for a job to say, "Hey, you guys can't fraternize with each other." Or fraternize with each other if you guys are um different tiers you know what i mean like if if you're in this position and you're in that position you guys can't fraternize you guys can't hang out you guys can't suck and fuck um in breaking those policies i mean hey that's a company policy shit i know it sucks but that's the way it is life's not a fucking disney movie this isn't the fucking office um so i mean yeah that that applies to all kinds of professions um but yeah i mean this was definitely a crazy story um And like I said, it got memed all shit. I also, I guess something though I would say is a takeaway that I didn't like though is that a lot of the scrutiny and blame is only put on Hall. It's only put on the woman. Whereas like all these guys are active participants here. And there's some behavior too where I think um, 
like one of the guys like winds up trying to harass one of the people who was um doing the interview um let's see Accuse. let's see McGowan I think yeah this is about McGowan my bad I had to find it he was also accused of trying to intimidate a city a city human resources assistant by grabbing her by the neck uh, McGowan claims it was playful however it was unwanted and an aggressive form of physical contact that is not permitted at work the report says and it's like yeah dude like what the fuck like that's like towards the tail end of it it is kind of just put there at the end and it's like I wouldn't have heard that in the memes or any of the comments. It's all about, like, yada, 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 like, you know, train jokes, pit road joke, and those are all well and good, hee, hee, ha, ha. But, like, at the end of the day, all the people involved in this, man, woman, whatever, they're all fucked, you know, at the same level. And, and, and this guy, the McGowan guy, seems worse, shit. Um, I'm not seeing him postered, like, at all. So, um, ugh, excuse me. Part of the reason why I just kind of wanted to cover it, make it news. Let's see here. We got one more thing to go. I'm going to double down here. And then we'll close it on out. Okay. From BBC News, Nepal crash, dozens killed as plane crashes near Pokhara Airport. Um, dozen pe- dozens of people have been killed after a plane with 72 people on board crashed near an airport in central Nepal. Um, this was off of Yeti Airlines um, from Kathmandu to the tourist town of Pokhara. Um, it crashed on landing before catching fire. There is actually video of it. Um, it shows the plane like flying very low and then like banking severely before crashing. Um, you know, definitely really sad to hear this happen. This kind of, I woke up and this was one of the news things on my feeds. I figured I'd go ahead and cover it. Uh, let's see here. Of the fit of the passengers, fifty three are said to be Nepalese. Um, there were five Indian, four Russian, and two Koreans on the plane. There was also one passenger, each from Ireland, Australia, Argentina, and France, among others. Um, so yeah, condolences go out to the family. Um, I know I'm kind of ending it there on a sad note. But um, thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you for, you know, making it all the way here. Um, I won't waste your time with any shilling or anything extra, um, but hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah!